The following program is listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're continuing our study in Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah 12. Now this is the second part in this series, and if you'd like to hear the first part of this message, you can go to our website at considerhisword.org, and there you'll find all of the messages in this series. Again, considerhisword.org. While you're there, uh, click on the link that says contact us. We'd love to hear from you, and Send us a note about where you are, and if you'll send us an address, we'll send you one of our little prayer journals. Now, this is just a little notebook that fits into a shirt pocket, easily into a purse or a Bible case. I take mine with me to prayer meeting on Wednesday night, and I'm able to answer or write down prayer requests and then see God answer those prayer requests and make note of them. So write to us, and we'll send you one of these little prayer journals. So you can do it through the website, again, considerhisword.org, or you can write to me directly by email, and that would be at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com. Or you can do as most do and just simply write to us. (laughs) Our address is Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, in Clewiston, Florida, the zip is 33440. Let me give that to you again. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. Isaiah chapter 12. What a great little chapter. I want to read the entire chapter again. It's only six verses. But because we're going to be kind of jumping around a little bit, I want to kind of get the whole six verses in our heart and in our mind. So I want to read it all again. So Isaiah chapter 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou was angry with me, angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout. Thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Amen. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 12. I love this little chapter. And so we've been looking at throwing our bucket into the wells of salvation. 
And as we pull our bucket out, we saw, first of all, abundant praise in verse 1 when he said, I will praise thee. The second thing we saw was amazing grace in verse 2 where God says, or pardon me, in verse 1, where God says his anger is turned away from us. And in that we see his amazing grace. And then thirdly, we see absolute trust where he just comes out and say, I will trust and not be afraid. It's interesting when we trust in the Lord, how he takes away the fear and he calls on us to trust him. And I mean, this is absolute trust, not holding on to anything in this world, not holding on to anything that we think might help, but totally dependent on him and trusting him. I want to give you again, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust him. Now, today we pick up with the fourth one. The fourth one is an awareness of God's presence, that God is with us, that he is here. The Bible said to call unto his name and declares doings among the people make mention that his name is exalted. In verse 6, he said, For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. God is in the midst of thee. God is omnipresent. He is with you right now, wherever you may be, wherever you're hearing this broadcast. He is with you right this moment. He promised, remember Matthew 28, 20, one of the last things he said to the disciples before he ascended to heaven, he said, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. It's always amazing to me how, how people will try to run away from God. They'll, they'll think that if they just get somewhere else, that, that maybe they can run away. They, they may move to another state and think they're running away from God. They may decide, I'm not going to church anymore and go hang out somewhere else, maybe in a park or in a bars or somewhere. But they'll find that wherever you go, when you get there, not only is God there, but he was with you all the way, on the way there. I want to go read in Psalm 139. David found this out from Psalm 139. I want to start reading in verse 8, where he describes this a little bit to us. In more detail, verse 8, he said, David said, If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. No matter where he went, he found that God was there. Where can I flee from your presence? There is nowhere. You cannot. You can run, run from God, but you cannot run away from God. He will always be there, and he will always be with you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, God is there. I want to tell you a lesson I learned many years ago. As a young preacher, I was pastoring a small church out in the Midwest. 
And many times, in fact, almost every time I suppose that I would pray publicly, I would say something like this, Lord, be with us today. Lord, be with us today. Be with us today in this service or be with us in whatever was going on. And this great lady, an elderly saint, uh, bless her heart, she came to me one day on her, on her way out of church and she said, Brother Payne, she said, why do you pray that way? God, be with us today. Don't you know he's already here? He's already here. And I'll tell you, I had to think about that, and I began to change how I pray. I no longer say, Lord, be with us. I say, Lord, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you that we can be in your presence and acknowledge that he is there. You know, I've seen services where people have prayed, and they said, you know, let's sing this song or let's, let's do whatever so that we can invite God here. Well, he's already there. And it's not a matter of getting more of God's presence. It's, it's a matter of us being aware that he is there. And so we need an awareness of his presence every day, wherever we, wherever we are. The next thing, this is number five, is his abiding strength. In verse two, he said that the Lord Jehovah is my strength. God gives us strength to keep going when we feel like we can't go any further. Have you been there? Have you had that experience like you feel like you just could not take not even one more step, and yet God gave you the strength to keep going? Sometimes we need to pray for that strength. And I'll tell you this, God will give you the strength to do whatever he has called you to do. And not only that, but God will give us strength to do things that we think we cannot do. God gives us strength to endure whatever comes our way. He will strengthen us. We just lean on him. He gives us that strength. He, he gives us strength to resist the wicked one. Psalm 27, 1, David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall, be I, of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. And of course, don't forget about Philippians 4, 13, how we can forget that when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And this brings us to the last one, and that is, as we throw our bucket into the well, the wells of salvation we'll find an atoning sacrifice. He says it several times in verse 2, he has become my salvation. In the wells of salvation, he talks about how that the Lord is our salvation. He says it over and over and over again. He has become my salvation. 1 John 4.10 says, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. Boy, there's your word <laughs> for our sins. Propitiation means to be our atoning sacrifice. It comes down to this, that Jesus laid down his life for us so that we could have eternal life. Jesus became our atoning sacrifice. He is our salvation. He sacrificed himself on Calvary's cross. Remember what he said in John 10, I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. 
he laid down his life and there died a death that we could not die. The perfect one who died for the innocent, who died for you, and he died for me. Jesus is our atoning sacrifice. Jesus is our salvation. 2 Corinthians 2.21, I think really explains it. Paul said, for he has made him, speaking about Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. When you got saved, there was an exchange that took place. When Jesus died on the cross, he took all of your sin upon himself. All of your sin. All of the sin of every person he took upon himself. Imagine that. Every lie you told was laid on Jesus. Every theft that you committed was laid on Jesus. Every abused child was laid on Jesus. Every murder was laid on Jesus, and he took our sin upon himself. And he took that sin and in exchange gave us his righteousness. That means that we're right with God. Hallelujah. What a change that he has made in us to take upon himself to become our atoning sacrifice and give us his righteousness or his rightness, if you would. He did that for you. And I would ask you this question as we finish up today. Are you trusting him? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for your own salvation? Do you know him? Oh, we throw our bucket into the wells of salvation and there find abundant praise and amazing grace, absolute trust, and an atoning sacrifice. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider his word. His word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, Till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries.